How are we all? Good? That's good. Well, I wonder if you've ever, like, really, really needed something. So today, right, I was vacuuming in this back shed that we have. Who's been to my house? Heaps of you. Sweet. Anyways, we have this, like, mad back shed thing. And, anyways, vacuuming away, vacuuming away. And then all of a sudden, I see these spiders. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Spiders, they're all right. And anyway, I see one of them, this, like, mad red strip. And I'm just like, oh, Red back, hectic. All right, and so then <laughs> I'm just like vacuuming away, vacuuming away, and then I just see like heaps of them. So I was like, all right, going to grab some mortine. I go back into my like where the main house is, grab some mortine, come back, shake it up, and then I'm just like going to town, just like <laughs> dead red backs everywhere. But then I found like this, the mother red back. It was like this big. It was massive and heaps chunky. And... <laughs> Dude, it was so massive. It was like it was like Alex Beveridge or someone like that. But like it was like the red back Alex Beveridge. Anyways, so I'm like spraying and then I'll shake it up again and I'm like and then it just runs out on the massive one. So like I reckon all my work was just in vain. I heaps needed more mortine. That was what I needed. Need more team. But anyways, it was the other time I was in South Korea in year six. And anyways, we were there. And we were downstairs in this, like, pretty nice hotel, and I heaps needed to pee. So I was just like, all right, better quickly get upstairs, need to pee. Uh, I asked the people, I'm, like, up there, I'm just like, oh, damn it, I forgot my key. So I'm just like, do you guys have a key? And they're like, no. Nah. So I run back downstairs, and like, do you guys have the key? And they're like, no, nah, we must have locked it in the room. I'm just like, oh, never. Um, anyways, I, like, walk down this, like, alleyway, and then I look at this other alleyway, and it says toilets. And it's just like dark and I'm in another country and I'm 12 years old. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going down there. So I didn't go down there. And anyways, I really needed a key or a toilet and it didn't happen. So I like stepped out of the elevator. I like went, tried to get back up and I'm just like, I'm just going to pee. So that's what I did. And (laughs) yeah, sucked heaps. But anyways, I really needed... A key or a toilet, because, uh, yeah, it kind of ruined my day, but I got away with it. That's another story, but anyways, um, I wonder, though, what do we really need? Um, this passage says that we all need something, and it might surprise you what it is. Um, it's kind of weird. We all need a scroll to be opened, um, because if this scroll isn't open, we're left without hope. Um, there's no hope for us if this scroll isn't open. So um, have a look with me, verse 1 to 4, I'll read it again, chapter 5. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll. Or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. So, anyways, got this book here, right? It's not really a scroll, but if I'm like, all right, who wants to look at this? It's like my diary and stuff. There's crazy stuff written in here. You do. Are you going to cry though if you don't? Okay. Who's going to cry if I don't? Yeah, okay. You're not a grown man, but John's like a grown man. He's stuck on an island. He's pretty tough, I reckon. 
and he's crying. He's having a cry. John's crying, which is crazy. Why is he crying? Um, Chuck's in the next slide. He's kind of like this guy, I reckon. Um, <laughs> yeah, so good. Hey. I don't know how they got that photo. I don't know when that ever happened. Must have missed a shot or something. Anyways, John's crying, and I don't reckon it's because he's a sook or he's a whiner. I reckon it's because he understands something about this scroll that we don't understand. He understands that this scroll is important. He needs it to be opened. Um, so we don't really know heaps about what this scroll is, so we're going to do a bit of what I call CSI. It's called Crazy Scroll Investigation. Um, anyway, so we're going to try and figure out what this is. Um, another verse is going to come. Oh, it's already up there. It's Ezekiel um, chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Um, then it says, Then I looked and I saw a hand stretched out out to me. In it was a scroll, which he unrolled before me. On both sides of it were written words of lament and mourning and woe. Um, and if we look at the next chapter, I'll just read one verse for you. Chapter 6, verse 3, the lamb starts, or Jesus starts opening these scrolls or seals. And when the lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. Then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take the peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. To him was given a large sword. Um, these stuff is talking about judgment. Um, in this scroll is God's judgment. Um, you might be thinking that's kind of a weird thing to cry about if it's not open. But the other thing about this scroll, it's about salvation. Um, if you look at, uh, yeah, have a look, flick over with me. Chapter, oh, it's going to be on the screen. Chapter 7, uh, verse 13 and 14. Uh, after, sorry, I'll give a bit of context. After these seals are opened that's holding the scroll, you see God's people um, and they're worshipping God. Um, and here it is. Then one of the elders asked me, the, uh, these in the white robes, who are they? Where did they come from? I, that's John, answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So these guys, they've been held onto. They've been sealed, is how um, chapter 7 talks about it. They've been sealed by God. They've um, held firm in the last days. And that the judgment, they've survived it. So they've got through the judgment because their judgment's been looked after in Jesus. They're right with God. So it's th- in this scroll, we see that it's o- both about God's judgment and his salvation. It's, it's God's plan for the world. Um, in this scroll, you see God's plan to both judge the world and then to take his people back with him. Um, and so why is he crying about that? Well, it's not just reading the scroll. It's not just like, I'm going to read a scroll. That's sick. No, it's more than that. He's, when the scroll's read, when it's opened, it's actually God's plan being carried out. It's not just that someone's going to read about how God's going to judge or how he's going to save. It's someone actually carrying out that plan. Um, so why do we need that plan to be carried out? Why do we need God's plan to be carried out? Why is there no hope for us if it's not carried out? Well, it means that there will never be justice brought to wrong. If God doesn't judge... There will be no justice. Um, The bully, the murderer, the rapist, nothing will ever be brought to justice. No wrongdoing will ever be dealt with. 
Um, not only will there be no justice, though, there won't be any salvation. We need the scroll to be open because without it, no one will be saved. You won't be saved. You won't be right with God if the scroll is open. There's no answer to our problem of sin. So we need this scroll to be open. It's kind of like, um, imagine we're in a hospital together. Um, and we kind of just, yeah, hospitals, I know, right? They're classic. Um, anyway, there's all these just dead bodies just lying down. All these, I know, so that's, that one's not that funny. Um, <laughs> it's funny now, though. Um, anyways, all these dead bodies, these people are sick. Um, people are crying and stuff. Um, but anyway, there's these bunch of doctors. Derek's one of them because he's a man. Um, anyways, they're getting together and they're like, all right, we've got to come up with a cure. So they do. They come up with a cure and it's sick. And they know that they, where they need to inject it and they know it's going to heal the people. They know it's going to make them better, except they're missing an ingredient. It's just like, ah, oh, we got it. We got it. It's there. We just don't have the missing ingredient. And guys, that's like us. We're all stuck. We're without hope, and the scroll's there. Our answer for our problem is in the scroll, but we can't open it. Our recipe for the cure isn't, we can't get it. Um, So guys, we need the scroll to be open, otherwise we're without hope, Um, but there is good news. Um, Jesus is able to make this plan happen. Have a look at verse 5 with me. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. So if you're like reading that and just like, the line of the tribe of Judah, sick. But I don't know what that means. Why don't we just get Rickard to bring some lines over from South Africa? Um, or Jocks or one of the other ones. <laughs> Taste of them everywhere now. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, but what is that? Remember that Revelation, it's all symbolic language. Um, they're pictures that mean something more than the picture itself. So when we see that it says Jesus is a lion, it's not saying Jesus is like, Rawr! and lion. Um, he's actually a powerful king. Um, he's the ruler. But he's more than that. He's a lion of the tribe of Judah, and he's the root of David. Um, have a look at this next slide with me. Yeah, classic lion, hey? Um, anyways, this is from Genesis 49, verse 9 to 10, and I'll just read it. Um, you are a lion's cub, Judah. You, tra- you return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nation shall be his. Um, Jesus, it's saying when it says Jesus is the line of the tribe of Judah, it's saying that Jesus, this guy to come, um, he's the one that will come and the obedience of the nation shall be his. Um, all people will have Jesus as their king. Jesus is the king of everyone. Um, and the next one, what's the root of David talking about? Um, oh, let's read it. <laughs> um, Isaiah 11, 1 and 10. A shoot from... Oh, Jesse's David's dad, by the way. Um, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. In that day, this is the next verse, it's a bit further down in the chunk. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. 
The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. Again, that root of David is talking about a king that will come, a king that will come and rule over the nations. Um, and it's saying when it says this, Jesus is that person, it's saying that he's the one that's come, he's the one that's promised in these old verses. Uh, Jesus is the king. Um, and, uh, <laughs> sorry, um, Jesus is the promised king that will rule the nation. It's Jesus. He's the ruler. He's the king of all people. Um, he's the king of the nations. He's king of everyone. And he's your king. Um, have you bowed the knee? Um, and so, Jesus is able to do it. He's the king. He's powerful. No one's going to tell this guy that he can't do it. Verse 5, he's able to open the scroll. But how's he going to do it? Remember verse 1, he's got like a sword coming out of his mouth. He's going to be like, I don't know what he's going to do. Or it's like maybe the sword reloads and he's just like spitting at people. Bow to me. I don't know. I don't even know. Oh, his voice is like thunder as well. So he could just be like, hello. And everyone just like falls and they're like, okay, you're the king. All right. But how's he going to do it? How's he going to use his power to bring about God's plan? How's he going to do it? Well, Jesus the King is worthy to make God's plan happen because he was slain for his people. Have a look at verse 9 and 10. This is hectic. And they sang a new song saying, You, Jesus, are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchase for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. Jesus shows his power. Jesus shows that he's the king by dying. That's how he makes God's plan happen. He dies. So it's not his ability to control everything. It's not his sword coming out of his mouth. Um... It's not that when he was on the earth, he told people to wake up and people just rise from the dead. He just calms a storm. Um, He's got the power, but it's not just that. The amazing thing about Jesus, that though he's the ruler of everything, he would become a weakling. He would go to the slaughter. Jesus, the lion, king of the universe, became a slain lamb. Um, I think it's hard to picture just because of how different it is to what we're used to. Um, you don't hear about this stuff. Jesus deserves everyone's worship, but he chose to be beat, beaten by the people he created. Though in heaven his name is praised forever, he came to earth to be mocked and scorned. He deserves to sit on the throne in heaven, but he chose to hang on a cross. So why did he do it? Why would the king of everything come and willingly die? Well, have a look at the verse 10 with me again. You have made them a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. He did it to purchase people for God from all nations. He did it, verse 10, so that people would serve God. And if the scroll is what we said, God's plan for the world to judge and to save, it makes sense that Jesus is the only one worthy because he made it possible for God to forgive sin. Um, in Ephesians 1, 9 and 10, God makes this heaps clear for us. 
Um, he made known to us the mystery of his will, um, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, um, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Um, so what's that talking about? His plan, uh, his will, it's kind of like his plan, it's kind of saying the same thing. Um, he purposed that plan in Christ. So God's plan happens through Christ, is what that, which is what we've been looking at. Um, and what's the plan? It's to bring, bring all things under Jesus. And so as Jesus dies and purchases people for God, people are brought under his kingdom. They're made to serve God. Jesus is the only one worthy to make God's plan happen because God's plan is to bring back people. And Jesus is the only way people can be brought back. People can only have their sin forgiven through Jesus. Um, that's why he's the only one able to do it. Um, without Jesus, God's plan can't happen. Um, the cross is where people are purchased for God. So it's only Jesus that can bring um, God's people together. Um, he's worthy to do it. He has done it. He was slain. He can make God's plan happen. So imagine we're back in this hospital again. Um, and they're still like, man, missing an ingredient. This sucks. But then Jesus rocks up and everyone's just like dropped. Everyone's just like, well, his clothes are like glowing and stuff. He's got a sword coming out of his mouth still. And people are like, whoa, this guy's crazy. And then he just says, I'm what you need. I'm what's missing. Here's my blood. And Jesus, the king, steps down off his throne and gives us to her, gives himself to us to save us. Jesus is worthy to open the scroll because he was slain for us. He was slain for God's people. And so I've got two points of application for us. Um, first one, it's not about us. Um, as you see Jesus coming and dying, it doesn't end with going to people. It doesn't end with them being exalted doesn't end with us being exalted. It ends with Jesus on his throne and everyone praising him. Our salvation is not about us. It's not because we were worth it. It's because Jesus is worthy. Um, it's because Jesus was willing. Um, yeah, it's not about you. It's about him. Your life is owned by God. Have a look at verse 10 again with me. You have made them, that's us, if you're a Christian, to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God. So what's our life about? It's about serving God. Um, what we want, our dreams, that family we want, that girl, that guy, that job, that future, if it's not in line with what God wants, that's not it for us. Our life is God's. Uh, it's about Him now. If you're a Christian, your life is for Him. Um, what Jesus has done means that your life is for him. If you're not a Christian, you're not giving Jesus what he deserves. You need to look into it. You need to figure this stuff out. You need to ask questions because Jesus came and died so that you would serve him. Um, that's how much he wants you. He wants you to serve him. He came and died for it and he's the king. He's everyone's king. He's the king of all nations. Are you serving him? 
have everyone will bow the knee. Um, don't wait till it's too late. Ask questions. Figure out what that means. Um, and second point, um, God's plan isn't finished, but it will be soon. Um, Jesus, God's plan for salvation, it's not finished yet. We're in an age now between Jesus and Jesus, Jesus' death and Jesus coming back. Right now, where we live, it's the only time evangelism will matter, will exist. Sorry, exist. Um, <laughs> evangelism will matter for, in the future for sure. Um, it's the only time evangelism exists because now's the time God is being patient for people to come back to him. People are still being gathered from all the nations. People are still being saved. Guys, people need the gospel. People need the cure. And we got it. We know it. It's the gospel. It's Jesus. Um, so think about that. Think about that as with how you use your school. Think about that with how you use everything. Make your decisions knowing that God's plan to save isn't yet over. It's still going. Um, and if you're not a Christian, the door isn't shut. Jesus is still calling people home. So trust in him. Trust in him that his death was your death. He paid the price for your sin. Um, talk to a leader what you need to do next. That's why your leaders give up their time so that they can have those conversations. Um, but Jesus is the worthy one. He, was, he has opened the school. Um, and there's salvation for us. Jesus is worthy to make God's plan happen, and he's done it. He did it by dying. Um, I think someone else is... Oh, how about I pray, and then other people are going to jump up. Dear Lord, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for what he's done. Lord, Jesus is the king. He's the ruler. Um, But we don't treat him like that, so we're sorry. Sorry that thinking that we're the king of our own life. Lord, please help us to put you first in everything. Help us to make our decisions knowing that our life is about you, not us. Help us to make them knowing that your plan to save isn't finished yet. Um, People can still be saved. Lord, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that the King came and died. Um, In Jesus' name, amen.